Look at that. You're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Google voice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I see it here. Beautiful. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. And honestly, that's the next level of fear porn that we're working into is the technocracy that everybody's getting worried about. I just had somebody ask me today about the, the magnet sticking the chicken. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's like a twofold thing. You could, you're aware of this stuff, but you don't feed into it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's happening, but you don't get upset about it because there is a whole level of wonderful, ascended, beautiful beings that are all around this planet that are like, that's not happening. Even if you don't know how they're going to fix it, it's like, imagine all the coolest, smartest superheroes you've ever seen times a thousand in spaceships, figuring out ways to counteract all that stuff. That's what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Spiritually, technologically, like in every way we can conceive of and then some. Yep, I 100% agree with you. And then we're just letting some people pop in. Hey, everybody, it's good to see you. Oh, my goodness. Um, just get uh, some stuff moving and get things going. I don't know how to, oh, that looks like it's probably going to be okay. So yes, that's perfect. Okay. I had taken the Facebook app off of my phone because you know what it did is I upgraded or updated my phone, not upgraded it, but did an uplink. And it said that now it needs to start um, tracking me. Otherwise it wasn't going to let me use the app. And I was like, yeah. no, no, thank you. No, well, thank you. I think what we're going to find in the next few years is that you're either going to go with technology and it's going to become really oppressive or you're going to have to stop using it because yeah. that's the divide. Like they're not going to, or we're going to have to make our own technology that completely is not a part of any of the old systems. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't realize the matrix that we're talking about is a thought matrix, but it's also the way we do money, the way we do government, the way our technology works, everything is part of that matrix. It's all designed to work together to siphon constant energy from us. And it does. I mean, if you study how taxes work, if you study how our government works, it's all about sucking energy up the, the pyramid to the top and everybody at the bottom gets not much, <laughs> even though they do most of the work. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree with you there. Hi, everybody. We're popping in. Sorry about the late um, putting out there. Boy, Patrick and I were just talking before we popped on here about how crazy everything's been, how it's been feeling, what's going on. And my goodness, everyone's butts are kind of getting kicked here. So like yeah. uh, if, if we have any kind of like uh, other job to do, I, I know I'm, I'm doing, I'm working in healing four days a week. Patrick's got his own thing going and we've got kids. Finally, school is done. So Wow, hopefully um, with summer coming up, uh, I, I mean, I do suspect that it's gonna be pretty, uh, it's gonna be a pretty rough summer. We've got the electrical peaks, we've got the magnetic peaks. Um, so we've got a really big, um, a really big summer coming up uh, with everything that's shifting and changing, but here we are, uh, we made it and um, we're looking to do, um, you know, there's a lot to talk about. So, you know, I like to just say that we're gonna allow this to be a, a free, um, a, a free free flow, um, but we are also um, going to do um, you know really touch base on the second part of sacred sexuality. And um, again, you know, Patrick says this so much better than myself. Um, so I'm going to let him take over the whole. Um, we're sovereign beings and uh, not medical professionals. So right. Um, 
feel free to for share sure. that piece for me. Um, so yeah, we don't, we don't, we're just sharing our perspectives. Um, and from the new reality that we're moving into, everyone is their own universal bubble. Okay. You need to take in information. You need to do your own filtering and you get to decide, you know, what information I'm going to look at, what information I'm not, I'm not, and how intense that information is. It becomes very much about owning that because I don't want to take any of your power away. Chastity doesn't want to take any of your power away. We're our own masters. We have our own opinions. We have our own views. And that's really where we want to come from. And we want other people who follow us, you know, just our information to come from, to be in a world where everyone is making their rules themselves, you know, and you get to choose, do you want people in your reality or not? You know, and I think we're going to find a lot more people are very much more discerning about that than we've ever been before. Like it's, it's so important right now. And that's what we were just talking about before about who we follow, um, why we follow them, you know, and a lot of the spiritual community is something I talk about in my classes is, um, you, we, we get together and talk about, you can, you can kind of see what's happening. It's, it's not like future telling like it used to be, right? We used to actually, time was moving so much slower, right? So we used to be able to see the timelines better. Uh, so will you get what, what would be like a, a reading or something like that? And it, it was, if you said, oh, this is more than likely going to happen, you could see percentages more. Now things move so fast just a little bit different so we're not seeing that kind of the, the same but one of the things that we're noticing is that because there's no veil um it's easier to see who the um uh deceptive uh kind of dark arts um uh people are um where we're being deceived and um unfortunately i have found a lot of people in our spiritual communities are um compromised and so I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming out. And um, I think, unfortunately, uh, we're going to, to uh, witness some people that we followed for a long time, perhaps, are, um, are not on our team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and that's what it comes down to is it's a lot less about teams. It's a lot less about winning and losing and more about having fun and playing the games. Mm -hmm. And that's what our universe started as. It started out as a fun way to explore the vastness of everything that you are in a, in a slowly evolving being that became more and more advanced. Um, and then as it became more polarized, there was like, there's these rules and you gotta do it this way. And it, the reason is, is because the more control you have, the more you're able to decide how things work mm -hmm. and you can then harvest more energy. And that's really what it comes down to um, is that you're gonna see like, people are trying to decide what you think, how you think, um, punish you if you don't think a certain way. Um, and that's not how the good side plays. It's not. The good side knows that, you know, things work out in the end and, and you can explore a darker side, but it's more like death and decay is the recycling. When you get sick of something, it needs to be recycled and it's, you don't hold on to it because you are this flea free flowing energy you're not just a body you're not just these solid things and that's the reality we're moving into this open um mix of ideas and thought processes and that you know when we study science fiction and fantasy magic and stuff 
reality becomes mutable and people can shape shift. You can go into astral realms and explore with your spiritual body and stuff. And then you can change shapes. You can change who you are. You can blend your energy with other people. You can become soul groups, you know, where you blend entire groups of energy together, thought processes, entire minds together. And it becomes a lot less um, stuck. You know, it becomes a lot less it's hard to say this, this is one thing. And that's another thing. It's all kind of blended. So I've been loving the group uh, blending the soul families have been loving that we're finding each other. Uh, We're able to speak openly uh, without judgments. Uh, We're able to witness each other's growth, um, trigger each other for growth. Uh, And so it's just been, wow, absolutely powerful. It's been so powerful and so amazing. And um, one of the things, and we're hearing this talked about quite often, with the solar Christ Michael, with the king and queen um, templating, uh, all of this stuff awakening in the planet, right? This isn't just a consciousness that uh, came in from like the heavens, so to speak. This is something that's organic to our planet, um, organic right. to the history of our planet. Um, uh, the, the connections with uh, Tara, Gaia, uh, with Tara's uh, female counterpart, Tiamat, uh, you know, these energies are coming back right all of all of these energies are literally being awakened from stasis uh in the planet and so one of the things that uh i've been here to do is to understand what is the vesica pisces what is polarity how do we take um duality and um and this um this 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 polarity this uh by this um uh, what was put into our planet, this machinery that was put into our planet to for gender splitting uh, and these kinds of things, ripping apart the male and female and bringing this back together, understanding that there's a union within self that is essentially um, a sexual union. Uh, it, it would be the embodiment of the male and female pieces uh, into the into your own body uh, as um, as um, a type of intercourse, it sounds very sexual. Uh, and when this is healed, new pieces in your body come online. And then you also have an opportunity to then meet partners uh, that have had this same type of awakening within their own body. And this would be called the Herosgamma, so the Herogamic Union. And um, we did talk a little bit about last week, uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, about um, the dangers of just going out there, you know, how sexual energies are harnessed from us, why they're harnessed. Uh, We talked a little bit about um, child trafficking and and what's being harnessed, uh, the energies that are being harnessed there. And so um, I'm going to let Patrick um, just kind of take the lead on on this part in in how we now we're going to start to talk about the benefits of um, uh, having sexual partners. What does this look like? How can how can we um, create um, change uh, with our own bodies when we're in connection to uh, body, mind, spirit, and intimacy? Yeah. Um, so, like we said last time, it's you're going to find gender becomes very fluid because you're integrating both the sensual nature of the female side, the intuitive side with the creative building logical side of the male and that you become less about 
this very specific role and more about blending and finding the people who match that level of, like you said, of it's, English is so hard. I know. <laughs> so I, to I describe these just things. break out into light language because I'm just right. like, I can't find the words for this. Right. Um, and, and no, when I say levels and stuff that it, a lot of that's grounded in the old, old vibrations and stuff, but really what we're talking about is you've collected a lot of information you've collected a lot of consciousness you expand yourself to see a lot of new things you're understanding energy bodies you're understanding your chakras you're understanding you know different levels and layers of dimensions and parallel realities and you're going to find other people you're going to find you have to be around other people who are like that and and that is the Heros Gamos is taking like the planet earth right now is one of the most watched and one of the most um, interacted with planets in the universe because of what's going on with us, which means that we have energy from all source, all these different sources coming together and blending. And that's what we're really trying to do here. That's what the Heros Gamos is about, is just about taking all these different powers and abilities and thought processes and integrating it into one being and that's what these new children coming up are and that's why it's very hard for them to communicate that's why we see a lot of autism because they're more sensual they're more about emotions they're more about energy transference and a lot less about vocalizing a lot less about writing and stuff they're about the feel of things because the feeling is how we communicate at higher levels is how it's what light language is is more a communication of whole concepts of uh, things rather than you know this very slow sort of broken down energy and the reason it was broken down was so that it could be easier more easily farmed so you're going to find you're going to be a little bit faster and you're going to be uh, finding people who you're going <laughs> to start talking to psychically and stuff but when when you get into the Heros Gamos when you get into this divine union you're taking all of that energy and you're creating a vessel in the physical. Okay. And that is, uh, uh, we tried this a lot, like in the past, and it's always been stuck or, or messed with because it means that you're taking and creating a vessel for a lot more of this energy to be held in one location in the universe and go out and explore. Um, and so it requires a, a purity. You can't have a lot of this this gunk, this, this, these blockages, this, this held up energy, because it needs to be fluid, it needs to flow, it needs to be able to contact, you know, different solar systems and different constellations and galaxies, it needs to be able to go into the planet and see the energy systems there and stuff like that. And so you, you find um, it, 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 it <laughs> we're literally separating. I mean, people are literally either you understand a lot of this stuff, and it's something you're into, or you're just not, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the, the nature, you have to be a very pure person yourself. You have to be able to clean out your body, not have attachments, not have siphonings so that you can transfer that energy into somebody else. And then, you know, as a woman, especially, you have to be able to hold that body, that essence for nine months, not be harassed by things that are going to try to slow it down, try to siphon it off to give birth to somebody that is literally the next level of human being, you know? Yeah, um, thank you for that. There's, um, <laughs> when we go into our first levels of um, 
beginning to, to build this spiritual piece of your body, uh, we move into something called um, building our wings, right? And when we're building our wings, you know, we're really accessing different points in our body, um, which bring in um, accessing, when I say accessing, um, I would like to mention that when, in order to access them, we have to clear them out. So we go through uh, timeline clearings. Uh, we begin to have, uh, when we're up uh, moving in this, uh, this spiritual vibration, uh, we're, we're moving through a system of memories that are from the spiritual realms, right? This is a lot of people are doing uh, planetary grid work uh, that are moving through this area. Um, they're uh, learning uh, uh, genetic healings and clearings. They're going to be understanding more about uh, where they're from, who they actually are, what their purpose is. And this is kind of when we start to get our dark arts training, right? Yeah. And because you become a threat to them. You start seeing them. You have to start dealing with them. Um, that's when the work with your body, the Reiki healing starts to become important because you start, I mean, um, basically we are ourselves a Tesla coil. We have electricity running through our nerves, up our spine, into our head. The pineal gland connects us to the imaginary energetic realm. And then we can take that energy down through us, down into our hands. Our hands are very complex. All of our nerves end in all of our fingers and all of our toes. Those all have to be cleared out. I mean, you imagine just water hoses that have plugs and little, you know, holes in it. We have to clean all those the little, little leeches and all kinds of nasty things the chastity has to deal with. Those all have to be cleared because, you know, you're channeling this power, these powerful forces through you uh, to do these healings, to do these astral projections, to do all of these and things connecting to the grids of the earth, talking to the elementals and the fey people and stuff. And that's why they seem very tricky and stuff is because they instantly know, you know, if you're not doing the work, if you have blockages, if you, you know, are not cleaned out and they yeah. don't mess around with that stuff. They, yeah. they don't have time for it. Yeah. And this is also when they're going to try to latch on. Um, so, you know, and this is some of the stuff that we talked about prior before, you know, this is when um, beings will, uh, because you can see them, uh, this is when, you know, this is the dark arts training. This is when it's time to go, oh my gosh, are you good? Are you bad? You know, how, how do I know what's happening? So we begin to gather our tools um, to be able to work uh, in these realms. And then we move into, um, you know, so this is really understanding the first level is really understanding seven, uh, seven dimensional work. Uh, moving into the next stage is really beginning to understand the eighth dimension. And when we get into the eighth dimension, we're going to really start focusing on different wars, timeline wars, Orion wars. Uh, and Patrick mentions what our hands feel like. Um, now, I used to be a Reiki master teacher. I don't work in those realms. It's a, it's a very heavy vibration for me. Uh, it's heavy for a lot of people, but not everybody, right? So... Um, it, it's kind of funny because I used to think when I was doing Reiki and I was teaching it and some people took my classes, they're like, I don't think you're doing Reiki. I'm like, oh, I'm not. They're like, yeah, no, like this is something completely different. But some of us have what's called Orion codes in our hands. And these Orion codes, um, it feels different than if you're running um, uh, energy through the body. 
Um, I, I kind of see Reiki as running like um, fourth, fifth, sixth dimensional frequencies, right? So um, this is a little bit different and the hands feel different. Uh, the arms vibrate a little bit different and it's, it's prominent in males, but not all, it's not just males, but um, they're very powerful to be able to remove um, suppressor parasite entities. This is the throbbing uh, voice to skull V2K uh, stuff that we get um, can really kind of remove that rather quickly. Um, so, you know, begin to um, start to connect in like Atlantean timelines, understand what those are about. And then moving into um, uh, moving into the next level of really grasping and understanding the rod and staff healing, which is when we get into that complete um, sacred, um, sacred marriage. And um, so there are some really cool things you can do when your rod and staff are built, um, when uh, you have um, uh, uh, intercourse or, or you're um, ha having an in any interlocking moments, whether that be a kiss, whether that be an embrace, there are lots of different things that you can do uh, with your rod and staff built. Uh, you can put light codes in, in the other person's body. Um, you know, Patrick talks about being a Tesla coil. Um, like you can shoot things out people's meridians. You can put them into the planet. I think we mentioned before, like clearing out ley lines um, and really just having a different level of this sacred union opens up the heart center. The heart chakra creates a different type of vocabulary. Uh, so the hearts actually open, um, spin open, and they speak to each other um, in, <laughs> there's literally no language for it. I don't even know how to put it in a language, but having uh, an embrace with somebody that uh, has an equally open and receptive heart um, is probably one of the most powerful things to uh, experience. And when we are with our partner that perhaps doesn't have, generally you'll see women with a full rod and staff built. And let's say that your partner um, doesn't have that fully built. Uh, the woman can then help piece together um, this sacred marriage within her partner. And I think that that's really fun. It's really, um, it's really fantastic, um, but it can also create um, havoc. It can create dark portals. It can create all kinds of things um, if the couple uh, is not aware and doesn't know how to use the proper protection. And, um, you know, how do you create like this, this perfect balance, right? How do you, how do you create that and awaken that? And, you know, bringing in children, I don't know, I brought in five star seeds. So <laughs> it's, uh, it does a yeah. number on your body, right? Sure. Absolutely. And it doesn't, I'm telling you what, it's a lot of work. And, um, and uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and I said, you know, uh, you know, the partners that I had children with, um, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't make it for the long haul. It's not easy, uh, you know, to bring in star seeds. It's not easy on the body. It's not easy on um, the mind. And uh, the recovery from that is, uh, at least for myself, is pretty brutal. It takes a while. And, um, not everybody has what it takes to, um, to uh, go through that type of healing, right? Uh, yeah. so, well, right. and 
And that's what it, it comes down to is that you have to change, you have to be so outside the system for these things. You have to take time for yourself in a way that most people are not trained to do anymore. I mean, we're, we're dealing with it now on a, 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 a planetary level with people not working. And we, we have people talking about, you know, more fair business deals, but it's the same thing with like, we don't even give women a, a month, you know, to, to recover after they give birth to a whole human being and all that's entailed from that. And then you have to be able to, after you've gone through this experience, stand up for yourself, say, no, I need to take time for me. I need to heal. I need to go through this, you know, and we've lost all the sacredness to this. You know, there used to be, you went to sacred Springs, you had shamans speak over you, you talked to your ancestors, all these things were wicked important. They still really are. And, you know, we, we skip all that now. And then we wonder why we're this horrible mess afterwards. Um, and again, when you start, like you said, you start really getting into this, you start realizing, you know, the planetary body has been messed with and everybody that comes through if you haven't healed that stuff things like j seals all over the planet these negative portals that are opened up on the planet coincide with your own body because your body is a reflection of the planet itself that you're born on so then you need to heal all that kind of stuff um and and all these awarenesses of how those things work and how they happen as you start to really become aware of these things i mean like you said, you become aware of your past timelines, your DNA that you're attached to, your ancestors, the history of the planet. You become aware of the planetary body and how everything that's attacked on the planetary body is attacked in you as well, because we are, uh, you know, a manifestation of that. Um, and then your children being born and things like the vaccines and um, the placenta uh, being attached and bringing through all of the antibodies from the mother like the hospitals don't let you do having those little fights that seem like they might not seem like much but they're a huge part of the process of human beings and transferring energies and and healings and you know being able to I mean the mother literally transfers her entire resistances of her body that she spent her whole life building through her placenta you know like if you don't do that and you just give your child vitamin k instead you've you've taken a large chunk of their immunity out of them that they now have to build that they have to devote energy to you know and the yeah. same kind of thing yeah. um it, it, there's so much to this stuff yeah, they come um, out of the body being mom <laughs> being um more uh i i forgot where i was going to go with this but i started to think of vitamin k and <laughs> it's like the first thing that they do is they want to continue to inject it's one injection after another after another after another right? right i like to think that i had it pretty easy i put up a fight um when i was uh when my mom would take me i would i'm i was the one screaming you know just innately i knew don't put this in my body um yeah. and uh and it wasn't until I had my own children and my first child, I was like halfway through vaccinations and I was so young, you know, I was 22 years old when I had my, my first child and, um, and it wasn't an expected thing. I, I wasn't planning on that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, halfway through, um, the injection indoctrinated injection process, I had one doctor um, say to me, 
oh, uh, she doesn't need her um, whatever dose of oral polio. They were still doing oral polio back then. And I was like, she doesn't, why? Like, I, I don't understand. Why doesn't she need it? And he's like, oh, uh, I forgot what he said, something about how she just didn't need it. And, um, and then he was explaining to me why I shouldn't give my child um, uh, milk product. And this was really curious to me because um, I didn't really like milk anyway, but you know, you grow up, you hear all these things, everyone has to have their government cheese and uh, you know, that's how they're gonna get their protein and all this stuff. And so I had thought to myself, well, I wonder why he said that. So it made me start to look um, and I was so curious, I started doing research and um, I have never, never once turned back um, researching. So I've literally been yeah. on the vaccine mission and research for over 20 years. Um, so it's, it's been about 22 years now um, that I've been researching uh, vaccines um, and um, the effects of the body, the mind, the spirit, um, what it does to the light body. Uh, and so um, any of my other children after that, I didn't, um, I didn't put anything in them. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, and that's what a lot of this is. It's to get you to feel like you need constant input from outside authorities rather than being able to filter. You just accept, accept this injection, this idea, this, you know, same thing with like college is the same thing as the injections. It's just, you must accept this authority is smarter than you. It's better than you. And you must not process it. You just take it. And it's a, it's indoctrination. straight and simple. It is indoctrination. Um, and you know, there's something else to talk about when, when we're carrying children, not only do they get the planetary miasma, <laughs> so it's like the moment that they come in, this is why astrology is so important, right? The moment that they come in, um, they are then carrying all of those past traumas um, from the planet, right? Yeah. All of those past um, wars, heartaches, uh, you know, all, all of the things, they take all of that in. And so um, we have an opportunity uh, as both um, the, the mother who carries the child and the father to be able to, um, you're talking about shaman praying over them. This is a whole nother level of uh, creating uh, the opportunity for our children to come in uh, and be completely wired to their own sacred sexuality, um, you know, by healing them in the womb um, that people just don't do anymore. They don't think about it anymore. You know, we just rip them out and cut the cord, send them <laughs> on their way. <laughs> Bank them on the ass, make them cry. First thing they do is cry. They're start, sad, right? Start they're screaming. First... They're freezing. Going, what the, what the right. hell am I? Yeah. Why did I sign up for this? Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you might say that our ancestors were savage, but they were not because they knew those things. They knew how important it was, that, you know, the first people they saw were their parents, you know, the, or their elders or people that actually gave a shit about them, you know, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, and I was going to say, like, a major thing that's been programmed in the males is not to have a sensual side, not to have a, a feeling side to them. And it creates a very... Uh, hard it makes it very hard for males to interface especially when you talk about sacred sexuality because what happens is in the male culture 
the only way you get any kind of sensual attention is through sex and it's very straightforward you have sex and that's it and you know you depending on what cultures you grew up in you might not even do certain kinds of things you know you might not be able to or look down upon and then you're made fun of and all that kind of stuff behind the doors um and it in in this expansion you become much more open to feeling each other feeling your body feeling how the energy builds inside you and all this stuff is subtle energy um what has happened is we've we've I, I call it like, it's like having the energy because we have been so inundated with all of this noise and all of these things, our fine tuning gets cranked up to like 11. And really we, we have so much range, even in the area between one and two, you know, like there's a hundred levels between one and two. And that's why a lot of people have a hard time dealing with these energies that are coming in right now, because they're very subtle and they, you you clean all that out and now all of a sudden you can feel all of this stuff again that you had tuned out because you just couldn't handle it you know like i was saying with men being harassed about having emotions yeah. now all of a sudden you know we're we're doing the work to have emotions to process to cry when we need to cry or you know enjoy an intimate sexual relationship with uh, our partners you know and actually share emotions talk amongst each other not just do a physical thing and have you know it be about the product of an orgasm you know it's, it's blending energy you know creating joy together this powerful empowered thing it's, um, it's it's so powerful to exchange it's so intimate and powerful to exchange emotions um changing um exchanging uh sexual fluids is is something that is it's sacred it's yeah. beautiful it's empowering and um it can in an instant in a moment change and heal uh the body it can heal traumas right. uh it can it can take uh you know with an open loving partner um holding space um and and you set intentions you can set intentions for for what you want to happen. What do you yeah. want to happen in this moment? Do you want your partner's, you know, self to be healed from whatever trauma? Uh, do right. you, you know, and, and you can make those um, connections together and you can understand what it's like to be of service to your partner. Again, because, go ahead. Because in those moments, you're wicked receptive. You're super receptive in, in a way that you never allow yourself to be at any other time in your life. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you really have a chance to get deep in, you know, I, I know people's minds go wild, <laughs> but well, you do well, energetically. The average cervix is only four and a half inches deep. So go. let's not go crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But, you know, and that's what I'm saying, you know, they're, they're ripped wide open. They're feeling things literally that they've never felt before. You can talk about just skin on skin contact. You can talk about, you know, touching parts of the body that usually never get touched and all that kind of stuff. And that's what's happening. You're getting into your deep sensual nature. And, and that's, that's why it's so powerful because then, like you said, you can set an intention and they're wide open and they're ready to accept it. Um, and, and that's what, it is on the ultimate level that you are creator creating. So it, it's funny what they have done is try to get you to see everything as rules and, and, and laws, but it's really more about you saying, okay, 
this is me doing this. This is me open to this. This is me allowing this to happen. I say all the time, um, you know, you've done all this work and things aren't working out. Maybe the reason it's not working out is because you aren't allowing yourself to believe that you can have it, you know, allowing yourself to believe that good things can come to you. And that's kind of what this sacred sexuality does too. You feel the good coming into you in a very uh, physical way. So it transfers in an emotional and spiritual way too. You become more open to good, beautiful things in your life. Uh, and you realize how much you've turned off when you start doing a lot of this work, you realize how much you've turned off all that, you know, this can't be good. That can't be good. Nothing can feel good. You can't, I can't enjoy a moment where I'm relaxing, you know, and really just let go. I got to feel guilty about this. I got to worry about bills. I got to worry about my kids, you know, when you you really get into this you get into the sensual nature of just everything you know what i mean when you relax you really relax you let everything go you're just completely wide open to the universe and the energy um i notice a lot of people talk about the ascension energy giving headaches and aches and pains i don't get a lot of those because i'm so open because i just like i was telling you in our chat beforehand i let it flow through me and that's literally what the flow is about it's about letting it go through you you don't hold on to it you don't need to contain this energy and you know be, have superpowers where you levitate shoot lightning out of your eyeballs you know what i mean like yeah. that stuff will eventually come in the moments that you need it that like one of the things that is really interesting about how i perceive things is like you know oh you don't do all these flashy things it's like Yes, every day I'm not going to be running around doing superpowers, but I have the faith that if I needed them, they're there and I will be able to use them. And the universe is very much, if you pay attention to how it works, it doesn't show off because it doesn't waste energy. Every bit of energy is precious. So if you need that energy, yes, if you've done the work, it'll be there available for you to do these amazing, powerful, miraculous things. But in the day-to-day -day life, a lot of like, that's why I talk about like, studying native cultures your day seems very blah and mundane you know just like a cat you know will spend a lot of time in the summer heat relaxing they don't they don't do anything flashy most of the time but then when they need that 10 percent of the time when they're hunting or whatever all of a sudden they're like a superhuman and that's really how i feel a lot of this stuff is too um as we start really getting into it is that you'll find that you don't need to show off all the time you don't need to to show people that you're powerful you don't need to be on display and you know proving stuff um because it's a waste of energy it's a massive waste of energy um and the universe doesn't need it creator doesn't need it and when you really get into this level of relationship with the universe that's all that matters you know the people that are immediately in your reality your family your loved ones and creator and everybody else can go do their own thing you know and if you don't if they think you're stupid that's you know in their little universe <laughs> so so don't succumb to don't succumb to judgment i right. like to create merkabas i'm a big huge merkaba fan right yeah so i like to take energies and ideas and i like to put them in merkabas and spin them into the planet um whether that be um energy from an orgasm energy from um uh a healing intention that I want to create, where do I want it? Um, because that is like a powerful uh, amplifier, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and, you know, shielding myself, shielding my partner, um, shielding the sexual organs, 
consecrating um, your sexual organs to God, whether that sounds crazy to you or not, I really don't care. I think it's really important to consecrate your body, uh, your vessel to God, um, and to claim your sovereignty and claim the rights over your fluids, your scent, uh, your your semen, your ovum, um, all of it, because yeah. those are highly sought after. Uh, they're sought after by the negatives. They will take them whether you believe it or not. It doesn't matter if you believe that or not. It happens. And so um, really understanding um, the human body, uh, sexuality, uh, having, um, having um, your, um, your pain body cleared. Uh, if it's not cleared, know that you, know, you can do this with your partner. And you can do this without a partner, right? Um, I would say it's probably more fun with a partner, but you know, if you're not in a loving, trusting relationship, then there's no fun about that at all, and um, and that can create um, sexual dysfunction. Um, you know, I'm not like an expert on any type of like tantric sex or anything like that. It's just about who is my partner? Am I in love? What you know? What about me? Do I want to share? And, you know, how can I make this a trusting, loving, uh, beautiful experience? And um, I have found by taking my own body parts back, um, being a, uh, I don't like the word victim, but having been sexually abused um, since childhood, you know, it took a really long time to overcome that, to feel safe uh, with a partner, to even feel safe with myself, to feel comfortable uh, with what I wear, um, how I look, all of these things has been um, how, how I view myself, right? Um, and, it's, and it's hard as an adolescent and, and you can see that, you know, kids are so awkward, teenagers are so awkward and now they're just having all of this uh, crap shoved down their throats of, you know, who they're gonna be, who they need to be. Um, they need to be this, that, or the other thing. They can't be, uh, they can't even be a gender anymore. And, you know, that actually is detrimental um, to uh, the um, sacred union of self, uh, the heroscamos within the self. It's very important to understand that while you are both male and female, uh, it's important to identify as your biology uh, for this type of um, creation, right? Um, right, everything right. in creation is both male and female. That it just—it's like, right. sorry, that's just the way that it is. Um, it's both male and female, and you're never going to get an egg out of a rooster. So, if we were all roosters running around, there would be no creation, right? So, we have to understand that the rooster has to identify as a rooster, and the hen needs to identify as a hen. Otherwise, then nothing right. happens. Well, and that's one of the things I do. I like to spend a lot of time meditating on this kind of stuff. Like, why are these disparities and stuff? And it really gets down to the idea of, do you believe that this is your only life? If you do, then you can see why there are people who are pressured to be like, oh my God, I want to have all my energy. So I feel female sometimes. I want to dress up like a woman and have makeup on and be desired sexually. Men don't get that a lot. Not that way. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what a lot of this kind of stuff is too. You, I tell people all the time, I'll spend time dating myself. I'll take myself out, treat myself the way I'd want a partner to. I'll go see a movie that I want to see, go eat food that I want to eat, have a really nice time 
with myself, you know, even take myself home and get myself, laid, you know, it's like, and, and really get into that, you know, like, what do I enjoy? What do I like having touched? What do I like to do? Um, as a larger male, you know, a nerdy guy, I grew up in the 90s, it was not popular to be those things it is now it wasn't then. I was not comfortable even being sexual. I didn't feel like it was even okay to be a sexual person at all. You know what I mean? Like women, you get into your teenage years and you start experimenting with that. You start discovering your sexuality and, you know, swaying your hips and batting your eyelashes gets you things and gets you attention and how that feels and the interchange of energy. Why is it so interesting? You're, you're feeling all this attention on you and that's energy coming into your body. And, and it, we were never allowed to play with that in a healthy way because of all the, you know, the stuff that goes on on our planet. And then when you get into this more healthy phase, like I have, you know, and as you do, you, you have to go back and realize, okay, I took on a lot of attention from people. Like maybe I did dress in a certain way that got me a lot of sexual attention. That wasn't good. You got to go clean all that stuff out. You got to say, okay, you know, is it, is it okay? It, it is, it is okay to go get lots of sexual attention, but it's not filtered. And it's from all these really, and you get into the whole thing of like, we're moving into a reality where we're becoming psychic, all of us, you know what I mean? So you're going to start being able to pick up that energy. Some of us, I'm not sure Chastity knows you can feel it. Like I could feel it. Like I can feel people's emotional energy. Like I know how you emotionally are projecting on me. I can't explain it. And I know people can lie about it, but I know, you know, like when you feel a certain way about me, I can tell. Um, And we're, we're all moving into that. And so it's going to make us a lot more honest and we're going to have to be a lot more honest with how we use these energies and how we feel them and how we experience them. And it's not going to be okay to fantasize nasty things about somebody anymore, because it's not going to just be in your head. They're going to look at you and you're going to be like, Whoa, she <laughs> felt, felt me feeling her up with my eyes, you know, I love and, that. Yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's part of this process too, is we are not, healthy sexually uh, pretty much at all and what it boils down to is how would you want to be treated you know how truly do you want other people to treat you Uh, you know how would you feel if it was towards somebody that you really cared about like you know i and and this is hard too like when i like to think about my kids like how would i want you know my daughters at 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 sexual ages not as children but you know what i mean like how would i want and just disseminating that, you know, being comfortable with the fact that our family are sexual people, you know what I mean? We didn't come from, you know, nothing, you know, they, it was not the Jesus experience for our parents either. You know, they were sexual people. They dated each other and flirted and had sexual times. And, and I mean, in, in natural cultures, like the native Americans, they had sex in front of their children. It was a completely okay thing to show love and be sexual and that was fine. And we might never get to that in our culture, but that understanding that, you know, this isn't something to be ashamed of. It is not a terrible thing. That, that's one of the major things that's been put on us. This is a shameful thing. We should feel bad about every bit of it. What is shameful about it is if you are, for me, like, I don't even fantasize about people that I know um, unless I know that it's okay for them right. to have me do that. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of people might stop and be like, well, well, who do I fantasize about? You might need to make stuff up, you know? You might I mean? need to. 
I, that's, that's like, um, yeah, don't just be taking me up to the upper room, buddy, because that's not, cause I'm going to be like, um, who's in my freaking field and why did I let them in? Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that, and like, we're saying this, this energy, the sexual energy is very powerful. So it's like somebody going into, you know, your sacred well and dipping out water. You don't want them to have that water. They're yeah. not invited. They're not yeah. allowed to just have it. You know, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual form of rape. Yes. Um, and it's going to start really feeling like that as you start really getting into this energy and really start working with it. You're going to be like, wow, somebody is thinking really terrible things about me right now. And I don't want that in my energy field. Well, it's you not know? terrible to the person thinking about it, Patrick, but yes. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Um, and, and then, and, you know, maybe it's not in a nice way or, yeah. you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, because yeah, that's your thing. People become also, very used to just being whatever they want in their head, you know? And yeah. Yep. That's, you know, that's uh, one of the things we think about, you know, someone thinks um, how harmless it's, it, it is um, uh, to participate in pornography or, you know, watching yeah. things like that and thinking about the traumas that, um, that has gotten, um, these people to where they are, right? And each right. time we have those visions, each time we have that, like the extra trauma that we're putting on that person's soul, whether they're asking for it or not, you know, they're there and we're thinking, how are we participating in that? We're enslaving right. them more uh, right back into the system. And it doesn't just go into the NAA system, go ahead, but it, it uploads into the AI, which is right. even harder to get out of the planet. One of the best ways I like to describe it is if you've ever been a, a kid and you've been in a pool, especially a circular pool, it'd have to be a circular pool. Uh, if you've ever done that fun thing where you go around the outside of the pool and start walking one direction, you get all the water to start whirlpooling. Yes. That's what this energy does. If you've got a bunch of people thinking all this, like say, you've got a woman who's participating in some sexual slavery fantasy stuff. And you've got a thousand people that are all thinking about it. all those thousand people are adding that energy and it's all cycling in that direction of a negative downward spiral where she's not a person and she's an object. She can resist it, but it's like she has to push against all that energy wherever she is psychically. Maybe she's really powerful and she can ground and she can push back against it and she can, you know, stop the flow or even reverse it. But that's the, that's how you have to start thinking about this stuff. That's how I think about this stuff. It's, it, it is, it's like the same thing with like manifestation. People are like I'm manifesting really hard. You are like, yeah, but if you're in an energy field with like 10 people in your family who think you're a piece of garbage and they think your life's never going to turn out to anything, it's, it's, it's a straight math equation. As hard as they're feeling about that stuff. And as much as they're feeling about that stuff, you have to then in your energy field overcome and believe beyond that, yeah. which is why you know, people talk about disengaging from negative people because it's literally like you're having a constant tug of war with them over manifestation. They're saying, oh, you're garbage and you're constantly in your life having to then deal with that negative energy, trying to out manifest what you're trying to manifest. And that's why collectively, if you're working with people who are manifesting the same things, you can work a much faster and better because you're all pushing in the same direction. You're all creating that positive whirlpool. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's a very easy way to kind of visualize that, you know, yeah. like these sort of energies and what's And you can on. feel it. Like I still like, like right now, when you explain that I can like feel the water on my legs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've done that before. Right. So that's, yeah. I think that's a great analogy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, for a lot of the healing and a lot of those um, kinds of things. And, um, you know, I've watched my fair share of things that I probably shouldn't have watched. Um, and, you know, um, and, and we also watch movies, you know what I mean? Uh, we're in situations like, um, you know, the type of um, programming we have on this planet is it's very intense, it's very serious. And we are indoctrinated at such a young age. And I don't think it's just someone like myself who was uh, sexually and physically abused as a child. I think that it goes, um, uh, I think that it's, it, you don't have to have that happen um, because it's in our face, every channel we turn, every step we take, every, it's in our commercials, it's in everything, right? And so each time we have that thought, that actually, um, it, it stimulates uh, it stimulates our physical body when we're not in control of our physical body. So even the sound of somebody kissing the, on the television or the sound of um, sexual interactions can stimulate the body. And once that is stimulated, they come in and harvest the energy from right. that. Okay. And if we're not using that energy for something, which clearly you're not going to, right? right. Or maybe you are, but you know, it's still um, probably not for what we could or quote unquote should. That's such a yucky word, but right. using it for that energy is going to be um, harvested and harnessed. Uh, each time there's an ejaculation, whether you're male or female, that energy is harnessed. You got to go back and call back your fluids right? For all of those situations. I don't care if you're making a blanket statement or you go back through, you know, <laughs> might take some right. of us a lifetime to go back through and name all of them, but you know. Well, and, and that's where intention becomes so important and, you yeah. know, constantly stacking that intention. I see it kind of like a static charge, you know, with the builds too. You, and and yeah. that's one of the major things I've been doing with this energy is I've been relaxing. Like the universe is like, you're taking time off because you need to get rid of all these static charges that are in you, these buildups of these kinetic energies of feeling you know sexual when and if you understand things like psychological conditioning like pavlov's dogs and i think i brought that up before you can you know build a very powerful charge if you're constantly you know like oh i hear make people making out suddenly you're you know right turned on that's that's a conditioning. It can be unconditioned, but you have to know about it. You know what I mean? And they're, like you said, constantly conditioning you, even though you don't know about it. Like there's yeah. so much of this stuff going on all the time. It's like, they are constantly doing it. So you need to, when you wake up go, and like you said, review, go back and be like, wow, okay. All those times I was being conditioned. I need to uncondition. I need to give myself time to do that. It's not just because you realize it doesn't mean it's just going to no. stop it. It, it doesn't work time. that way I mean, either. From personal experience, it takes a long time. I was like, oh, I, I, it took a long time to not be able to like watch a movie, you know, watch a movie and not have my body respond. I'm like, no, this is my body. This yeah. is my body and I'm in control of my body. And right. it took a long time to untangle that. And granted, I didn't have any assistance, but I was like, I wanted to learn, how am I gonna do this? How do I take my power back? How do I deprogram myself? And it's a very powerful teacher because then you start, when you have to do that, you have you realize how much has been done and how how hard it is, you know, how yeah. important it becomes, you know? 
And that's why it seems like people like me and Chastity who have done a lot of this work personally, like I'm the same way. Like I was telling her, I've worked a lot of menial jobs. I've worked in factories where I've done stuff where it's just with my hands, you know, like maybe 10% of my brain's working. The other 90% is doing what basically we call meditation, um, thinking about all this stuff. And you, you, under, you understand how much of this stuff is going on when you're doing it, you know, at that level. And because we're, we've done all that and we see how much of it goes on and how often and how much we've had to work to heal it, mm-hmm. we become, you know, watchdogs for it. And it seems like we're being, you know, dinked, you know, if the, to, to use the, the phrase, you know, like being really mean about it to people like, all right, don't ever do this because it's really bad for you. It's really hard to describe those years of de- deprogramming we've had to go through we don't want anyone else to have to deal with you know what i mean and it's not us trying to tell people how to be it's like it's like being a parent you know seeing a kid making a mistake you did when you were in high school that you know they're gonna have to to go through it and you don't want them to yeah. um and and that is one thing that's become uh really apparent to me the way that we we teach as parents the way we teach as teachers we've become very used to not allowing them their sovereign ability to learn like we need to do this for them and that's one thing that i do and a lot of people think i'm very cold but for me it's manifesting that they're sovereign beings who can do the same work i did and that they sometimes need the slap in the face a few times before they snap out of it and that they're strong enough to take those slaps in the face like i did a few times before it was like oh wow i i don't like getting slapped in the face anymore i'm not doing this anymore this isn't okay you know um and then heal from that um and that becomes a a whole practice too in and of itself is giving people space to do these things without having to be right in there micromanaging their lives for them and the work is worth it right the work is worth it it's it's worth it to deprogram yourself because the um and and you know it's just it is what it is i'll just speak from my own personal experience it's empowering your orgasms are amazing everything is different. The connection you have with a partner is like, it's different. It's better. And it's like, I promise you come out better on the other side. You know what I mean? Um, It's not like, don't do this. You're dirty. It's wrong. No, no, no. You know, that's not at all what that's about. So I'm glad you brought that up, Patrick. Um, But the work is worth it. It just, it is, it's a hundred percent worth it. And, and, um, and it it feels better. (laughs) right and like i said it's kind of like you're used to working between one and and ten when really there's a hundred levels just between zero and one and when you get into those levels um for me it's like one of the things i'm working on personally in my life this has nothing to do with sexuality but it's like food i love you know food but i I eat really bad stuff you know and it's like oh i don't want to eat just vegetables and fruit because they don't taste good but the thing is, it isn't that they don't taste good. It's that we're used to these really powerful explosions of flavor that are just over the top and they drown out your senses. Mm-hmm. Same thing with sexuality. We're used to these really powerful orgasms, these really powerful, intense situations that drown out your senses. But if you do the work, you get to feel this very subtle, but very powerful energies that are you would never pick up on if you hadn't done the work. Um, and it becomes worth it. It becomes like the experience between zero and one becomes like the experience between one and 10, 
you know, it, it's that becomes that powerful. And then you can play with the experience from one to 10 in that range, you know, and then you really realize how much you've been missing, you know? Yeah. Um, and and I want to toss in, I know we're really coming up on an hour here, but um, I, I really feel like there's a lot of fear. I want to talk about fear porn because um, speak because we're talking about pornography and things like that, but, um, fear creates that same type of addiction. It creates that same type of release, uh, in the brain, uh, in the body, mind, and spirit. And so, um, I just kind of want to put this on a little flip note before we go about what fear is doing to our body and about how, um, it's keeping alive the narrative. Do you want to just touch on that before we um, pop sure. out of here? Um, one of the things I like to talk about is there was a, a documentary called What the Bleep Do We Know? And they talked about that all strong emotions are chemically addictive in our bodies. So that's the first off. You have to understand whether it be anger, whether it be pain, whether it be um, fear, you're literally addicted to those emotions, those strong emotions. Your body craves them and will find reasons to make them. And then you start finding yourself constantly in them. So that's the first process is you have to detoxify from that. But then the other thing is, like we were talking about with the whirlpool, you're adding into that energy. So if you're afraid of that, you're giving out, you're exhausting that energy into that thing and you're building it. You're like inflating a balloon. Um, so being aware of it is one thing. You know, I'll talk about some of this stuff, like, you know, the big thing now with the nanotechnology and people worried about mind control and stuff. The more you get afraid of it, the more you're feeding into it, you're inflating it. We don't want to do that. We want to be aware of it, but we need to be aware that you can do just as much positive things to override it as well. And in fact, positivity is much more powerful than negativity. Um, Yoda says in, you know, uh, Star Wars that it's quick and seductive, but it's not more powerful. It's just, it takes a lot longer to build. But once you get there, it's like an ocean wave. You know what I mean? It just uh, overpowers everything else. So it, it, it's about knowing these little, these little tools and these little tricks and not getting lost in, oh my God, the narrative is saying this is going to happen and then constantly stewing in that. It, and then you get the physical effects of your body. Like I know you're, you're probably trying to bring up, it, it reduces your immune system's ability to fight disease. It reduces, uh, it makes you more susceptible to disease. It makes you more susceptible to parasites. It makes you more, uh, you're literally um, amplifying the pain, you know, by constantly putting into it. Um, and that's one thing I've learned to do is I constantly say no to that stuff. Um, like I said, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I overcame anxiety and, and when I was in high school, because my mom was a worry war. She was a constant, you know, had to plan everything out, had to have everything a certain way. And I used to get heart, uh, headaches, heartburn, indigestion, migraines, just like, uh, and you know, like, um, hay fever and all that kind of stuff. Once I overcame the anxiety, all that stuff went away because the anxiety is what feeds into the physical states that bring about the heartburn, the indigestion, the headaches, the migraines, because you're worrying about them. You're literally yourself putting your own energy into making them happen. You're going, oh, I'm going to have this. So you're, you're making it, you're manifesting it. <laughs> so, you know, so it's, it's multi-layered. There's a yes. lot to it. Yeah, anxiety is a big one. Um, and a lot of our kids are suffering from anxiety right now. Um, it's, I don't know, it's almost like there's an anxiety button that they're pushing or something. Oh, it's, really, sure. it's really fascinating to me. Um, 
Yeah. Well, actually, if you want to get into that, though, with the Wi-Fi, um, there is there was a patented device that, because anxiety has a, a measurable electromagnetic field that we exhaust, we zoom from our heart. Every time our heart beats, it creates an electromagnetic field, and that field has a resonance. And depending on what emotion we're feeling, that is what we're outputting. Well, they found you if you take that resonance from somewhere else and you put it into somebody, they feel that feeling. So if you take that hertz of energy, which are literally all of our cell towers and stuff have them, and it's and they can like on, you know, whenever they want, they oh they want everybody to feel anxiety, they can crank up that anxiety emotion, and and it's same thing. And like I said, it's in cell phones, it's in your Wi-Fi, it's in all your electromagnetic field. Anything that's lower energy brings your energy down into those depressive negative states. Yeah. So you constantly have to deal with it. <laughs> That's so crazy. Ever since I found you guys, there's this gal on, um, on Facebook, um, Christine Organite. She goes by Organite Christine or Organite Christine. I'll have to look her up. I apologize for not saying her name right. But I have, ever since I've got her little pyramid and I have two of her pendants, I literally sleep with them on. Um, yeah. It changes um, the way it's changed my shielding process as well, right? Like I shield all the time. I'm using rainbow dragon, solar Rishi, you know, I'm not messing around with my shields, you know what I mean? But this has really protected my heart space. Um, and, and it's my high heart. I put it specifically to hit my high heart, uh, to be able to feed off of these waves right. of energy or fend off these waves of energy. So, um, anyone who's interested, I'm happy to put a link in, I don't get anything for that. It's not like I get a bonus or anything, but I just, I, I love what she creates and builds. And, um, and it really, um, it feels good against those um, um, pulse, the, the pulses that you're talking about um, to help ward that off. So yeah. and um, they can cause nightmares and all that kind of stuff too. I, yeah. There's a 33 foot field, any electromagnetic device that we use, whether it be a cell phone, Wi-Fi, your TV, turn them all off when you go to bed, turn them all off when you're trying to meditate or keep them away from you. Um, any of that kind of stuff. It, it really helps. You'd be really surprised if you're having nightmares all the time. Make sure you're not charging your phone near your bed you know, or near your head. You know, um, a lot of people do. They don't even think about it. They put it on their nightstand or whatever, you know, um, little things like that can really help. Well, you can see I have a little in here. She's like starving <laughs> to her death and, um, and can't oh, find no. the cat. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> so there's our alarms time. There it is. Our time is up, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I just, I think that we're just going to regularly be uh, popping in and out and having topics of conversation and, and weaving sure. in and out. So um, yeah, if you guys uh, want to pop in different topics, I'm going to be also meeting with um, uh, Anne, I think in a couple of weeks that we're going to talk about some really fun things. And so Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then you and Colin's talks on Sundays, I always try to pop in and catch those because you guys always have some really cool stuff to talk about. Last yeah. week was he's a he's just a plethora of amazing oh, yeah. balls, right? Like I love um I love the stuff he brings in and he uh, really makes science fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I remember I was asking someone before, I want to know about the science of the ascent of my body. I want to know the science of my, like my spirit. And they're like, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm like, what? 
What do you mean it doesn't matter? Everything matters. And that's the best part about it. Everything matters. And the more you get into it, the more it's easier to work with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You know, because we love to be able to put labels on things, right? That's what we do. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This is this. I'm going to unlabel everything. I've been working on not labeling anything, right? And uh, just creating in the moment, being in the moment. Um, but then sometimes it's kind of hard, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, getting well, things accomplished. But. It can be fun to create with the idea of, okay, this is how this works. So I'm going to use that as a building block to build that kind of thing. Yeah. And, it, and it's all about your personality. Some people don't need that. Some people are just doing their creative magic thing. And other people like to know, you know, this is how this works with this. And, and if that's how you create, then, you know, you can create some really high tech detailed stuff. It depends Absolutely. on, you know where you're at there's so many different kinds of people here which is really cool too there's so much different energy to play with (laughs) there really is and then understanding that we don't all speak the same language right and so (laughs) no that's the beauty of it right and it's like that's the beauty of it we all get to um integrate and communicate the way that um, best serves each of us so anyway thank you for being here patrick what an amazing talk we have (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I agree. I had a great time. I think we really touched on some really good stuff this time. I hope yeah. answered some questions for people. I know everybody's yeah. really curious about a lot of this stuff. So I know, and it's kind of a taboo thing. So, not, you know, we don't end up getting a lot of comments here, but, you know, we I get my inbox, you know, I get oh, inbox nice. questions. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and that's totally fine. I'm happy to answer questions in the private or um, if there's yeah. something that you want to um, remain anonymous about. I'm happy to do that too and still post your question and answer it. Um, and I'm sure Patrick would be happy to do the same thing. I'm speaking for you uh, on your behalf. That's fine. <laughs> I am. I, no, I love, I love to chat about this stuff with people, uh, you know, especially because it is, it is hard for people. And I know a lot of people don't have these kind of connections in their personal life you know yeah. it's it's hard to you sometimes you're the black sheep and you yeah. don't really have and the they're not ready to... to come out and say hey i want all my friends to know that i think this way right right and um and that's pretty normal i don't want my friends yeah. to know but please keep talking um i'm listening to you and those yeah. are the, you know that's really awesome and amazing so thank you everybody um who uh who reaches out, who watches. So thank you for being here live with us. And um, thank you to all who uh, are in the recording as well. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Much love to you, Patrick. You too. Bye, guys. Bye, you Bye. Guys. Bye.